with me Ein Siegler, business and life coach. We are continuing our COVID-19 crisis log following the slow reopening process both in Vienna, Austria and in South Florida. Can we start talking about a new normality or semi-normality? Should we make peace with the fact that back to normal does not exist and that the changes brought by the coronavirus will be felt for years to come and maybe become part of our lives seamlessly blending with the new way of doing things. Listen to this new episode and ask yourself, what is your idea of this new normal? Hi, Madhu. How are you today? What stage are you at with the reopening in Austria? Hi, Edina. Guess what? We went out with our friends. So we went out to a restaurant and we had a drink and we had a meal. And it was the first time. And it was nice. It was nice to meet with friends in a place which is not home and to go out and to sit in the backyard, basically, with other people on their tables. And so it, it was sort of a nice, not a community event because each table was by itself, but it was just nice to be in a location with other people. Did you have to wear that mask that has like a little lid on the side so you can eat through it? Oh, no. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, we, we have to make, make a reservation. And it's uh, a maximum of four people at one table. And then each table needs to be, I think, one or two meters apart from each other. And the waiters, uh, they have to wear uh, either a mask or a shield, like this plexiglass shields. Which one do you um, prefer, the mask or the shield? That's a good question. Well, we had one waiter, he was wearing a mask and he was really young. I, I think maybe like 18 or whatever. And he was dressed all in black and he had pitch black, long hair in a man bun and really nice, dark eyes. And he had a black mask and that looked really cool. So if it's that cool fashion way of wearing a mask, I would rather go for the mask. But then, of course, with the shield, you just see more of the person. So the waiters were, a few were with shields and a few wore the masks. And we wore the mask coming in, but then no one really was wearing them while at the table. And then, and that's fine because the tables were apart anyways. So, but it, still, it's nice to look over and see other people. And, and seeing them engaged and seeing them having a nice time. Because th this is what we didn't have in eight weeks, really. So did, did you feel like uh, once you got into the discussions and catching up with your friends, did you pay attention anymore to all of these restrictions or they disappeared? You, you felt it was back to normal? It was almost back to normal. But I'm, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not sure anymore if we will ever be back to a normal that we have been, like a normal as we would have described it before. Because our discussions at the table, they still were around COVID and how it affects us personally. I mean, they're both also have their own company and doing coaching and consulting and how it affects the economy, how it affects society. So there's like this one 
giant rose red elephant that's like in the air that you cannot ignore. And the discussion just always evolves around that. It affects every part of life. You know, we, we cannot talk about vacation because we don't know if we can go on vacation. I mean, our borders are still closed. Yeah, it will open mid-June. But then we don't know if we can actually travel or if we would want to travel, if, if I would feel safe enough to travel. We cannot talk about movies because we cannot go to the movie together. We cannot talk about theater because we cannot go to the theater together. So we talk about Netflix and Amazon Prime and what have you seen and did you like it? And there is no normal discussion going on. In this regard, it sort of feels, and we have, have talked about this before, it feels weird because it's sort of normal, but it's not normal. So it sounds to me like we we just need to to learn to live with COVID until it's gonna become such a part of our lives that maybe we will not talk directly about it. It's kind of like, let's say when they first introduced electricity and everybody talked about electricity in their houses, and now you just go and turn on the light, electricity is there. We don't need to talk about it, even though we use it, it affects us, it helps us, we gotta pay the bill and so on. I don't know if it's the best analogy, but I feel like since it's still new, we still need to talk about it, but it will never go away. It will just be part of, uh, part of our lives. I, and I don't know how long it will actually take, but I really think that we are in the process of restructuring society, restructuring work, restructuring our personal lives. And I just don't see an end to that. So I could very well imagine that the situation that uh, you were talking about, that this is the new normal, like electricity, that might even be like, I don't know, two, three, four, five years away. Because this little, tiny, tiny little virus just affects every aspect of our life globally. And I'm not even sure if we will in like restructuring everything seems like this virus has set us on a big transformational path and nobody really knows where we will come out at the end of this transformation. There is something I, um, I made a mental note to, to tell you. Um, a friend of mine, she has a higher position at a firm and she does the landscape, um, she's a landscape architect, and her routine before the virus was really hard work, like morning, night, morning, night, at the office, at the office. So now she's was, has been forced to work from home, and I met with her um, the other day, and I asked, when are you set to go back? And she's like, well, our, uh, the big boss sent us some... Um, an email and asked us if we want to go to the office or if we want to keep on working remotely. And she's like, no, I, I want to keep on working remotely now. I got used to going to my Starbucks and going through the drive-thru and getting my coffee. I got used to my routine, doing little things from home. I wake up, I go through emails, but then I stop and get, have my coffee and relax a little bit. 
And it was just so interesting to me to see, speaking of restructuring, how she, she took on a new way of doing things. And in my opinion, it's, it's better in the sense of it brings more quality of life compared to the before nonstop being at the office. Now she was like, I, I uh, take walks every day. Mind you, she was bored because of the, everything being closed. But as far as her lifestyle, she was like, no, I, I want to keep on doing this, <laughs> at least for a while. And I was wondering, because we, we talked about it in a previous podcast, as far as professionals and working and, and the work routine changing, if we're going to see more of this, of, the, of young professionals, even with certain titles and functions in a company, that will really take the chance to not be at the office that much. Absolutely. I do see it on a small scale, even that people could, my clients could actually come and have the coaching in life here physically in my practice, the most of them just say, now let, let's do, do it virtually. And so I don't have to, you know, I don't have to travel. And then that's the small scale. And then on a bigger scale, all of my clients are still having their employees in the home office and there is no end in sight. And then a client of mine, and that's a, a company, the sales reps are in their home office, so they're not, not traveling around. So they are now restructuring also in order to to implement more virtual sales. The, the sales rep actually catered the, to their clients, not personally, but via Zoom, whatever kind of platform. And I hear that all around, that yeah, work will be restructured. And I'm, I'm sure you heard about the tweet from the Twitter CEO that from now on, all his employees can work from the home office if, if they want to, like forever. A couple of days ago, he sent out a, a tweet that all the employees of Twitter can stay at home, can work uh, from the home office like forever. And then there was the other article in, in the New York Times where New York which has a lot of office space and a lot of uh, expensive office buildings, they don't know what will happen with this office space. There's like a whole industry that might face real, real, real problems. What if, what if we turn it into fancy kindergartens and nice schools and give everyone a nice education? Instead of office space. <laughs> yeah. And give them everything that they need to just use their imagination and create and do nice stuff and figure out your purpose in life. I really like that. Thank you for listening to Medu's COVID-19 crisis log. We trust that our improvisations have sparkled new ideas and points of view that you are eager to explore on your own. Pondering at one's happiness is no easy task. Yet, as we observe our current world, which has been focusing so much on coercing us to obtain material things with the promise of happiness, we can't help but wonder if there is more out there that can fulfill our hearts and make us grow. And if you feel like you have found some answers to these questions, please email Madhu at madhu at einsiedler.at 
or leave your feedback on her social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Don't stop exploring and stay tuned for our new episodes.